real estate over there and hustle over here. Got real estate over there and hustle over here. All right, folks, welcome back to the... Dang it, that's not the money in my podcast. <laughs> All right, folks, welcome back to the Uninvited House Guest Podcast. This is season two. I'm your host, Tony Stanford, um, and I'm in the building with a woman after my own heart. Uh, we have a lot of stuff in common, both HBCU grads. She's a realtor. She's an investor. She's an Airbnb super host, all those things. Miss um, Ivory, would you introduce yourself to people? I like the way you just did it. See? Oh. It's, it's some stuff I'm sure I left out. What, what else you got? I'm Ivory. <laughs> um, yeah, you. I mean, you did everything. You did it all, so thank you. Okay. So um, you're not from here originally, so where are you from? I am originally, so, okay, a little story. So I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, and then I moved to Long Island, and then John C. Smith University brought me to Charlotte. Okay, shout out to the Golden Bulls. All right, all right, yes. <laughs> Golden Bulls, JC, that's you. What's up, y'all? That's what's up, that's what's up. So, um... Was you was your plan always going to real estate, or what did you study at JCSU? Okay, so communication and arts, right? Okay. So I took that up, um, and then my junior senior year, I was actually a on air personality at Power ninety eight nice. third shift, right? Nice. So um, I did that. Then I left there and just kind of you know I did that like my college year, right? So um, I enjoyed it, right? Uh, I went in to be a part of the street team, right, right? and came out as a on air. No, you know, on her radio personality, uh, she believed in me, and I enjoyed it. You know, every now and then I think about going. You know, thinking about like, oh, do I really want to do it? But it's a lot of work. Like, it's not as easy, and that you know, I fell into it, yeah. right? And it allowed me to just have a different perspective of Charlotte, North Carolina, right? Because when I came to Charlotte, I was just a college student, right? So just trying to figure out my way. How many times am I going to change my major? Do I really even like college now, right? Like. So, you know, and then radio just kind of allowed me to understand and see hand on, like, how much out, how much is out there, right? So I left that, kind of did, you know, let me just find a job, right? Because there was no money in radio. True, right? very, like, very true. There was no money, and it was overnight, and I was, like, 10 bucks an hour, and it was only, like, four hours a weekend, mm. right? So I still had to work, right? So I did a lot of other stuff, and then from retail to just call centers right having a schedule when to punch in and uh point systems right like i'm not good at stuff like that (laughs) i just can't do it so then after that i was like all right let me go do um temp service right because i didn't know what i wanted to do at that point right right? honestly didn't know what it really and then uh well in between that uh of course after at college i moved off campus right Mm -hmm. because i was like oh you know i'm which i shouldn't have did i probably should have stayed and got the full campus experience yes right um, but I moved off campus because, you know, I'm going into adulthood and uh, I went to, to find an apartment. So the lease manager was there and she was gorgeous. She was polite. We just became cool. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you really don't do nothing. <laughs> I was like, all you do is just run apartments. Like, you know, like, so we became cool. And then she told me how she said, hey, check out a temp service. Right. Then I checked it out, got into it. BG staffing. I love them, right? By recommending anybody to a staffing company, it would be them. <laughs> but um, got into it, and I was like, oh, I'm never going to leave this. Cheap rent, right? Um, yeah. You know, but it's work, too. Some perks. Right? Yeah. Like, do not believe that property management is not work. As any property, like, we work. It may look easy, but it's a lot. And then I fell into it, and I just enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I didn't have to pay 
right? And then the good thing about the temp service is that you get to go to different properties, right? I wasn't stuck at one location, so I didn't have to follow their rules, right? right? I just had to show up. On the bad side, you don't get the commission, yeah. right? And I'm leasing, right? Like, I may be there for two weeks. I may be there for four days. But I'm at least going to not leave without leasing to apartments, right. right? And I was like, oh, I want the money, right? <laughs> like, this is all good, but they're getting the money. right? So then I, I uh, applied, and I got into one property management, and I ran with that until um, the wheels ran off, right? The yeah. property sold. So yeah. property management they sell a mm-hmm. lot, right? So I went up from a leasing property manager to an assistant, you know, like I just kind of scaled Quite up the, the ladder. Yeah. Um, and I left that company because we sold, right? Now they said, hey, you have to pay uh, 900 for an apartment I was paying 500 for, okay. right? And uh, that journey was like, no, right? That came to an end. So they will only renew my lease for one more year, right? With the same rate. Because uh, we had just renewed it, like me and my property manager, he knew, gotcha. you know, so it was it was still valid for one year, no matter how many times you want to slice it. That lease says I get this for one year. Yeah, that's true. And we didn't have any addendums to say like, oh, if your job changed, like there was yeah. no addendums at that point. So we did that. Um, I knew I had to find another job, right? So I went to find another job with a smaller property management firm here in Charlotte, right? Um, and going from a corporate background to a small mom and pop, right? Totally like, different. It's completely different, mm-hmm. and that's what changed with me for real estate, Okay, right? Like, that's what it was. So I bought my home as I got ready to transfer, you know, knowing that I only had so much to go. I had to say, hey, okay, are you going to pay real prices, right? Or are you going to pay, you know, you're going to go ahead and get a house because you see this every single day. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a number, right? I never wanted to be a number. So I was like, okay, well, let's go get a house. Bought my first home in 2017, still working property management, had no clue about, you know, had no interest in real estate, had no interest. I just wanted to just survive, right? That's fair. I just wanted to survive. I wanted to make it. And then um, as things go, you know, property management, now I moved up in this ladder. It's mom and pops. I'm touching the owners, Mm -hmm. right? I'm communicating with the owners. Like these guys get up and go to work every single day like I go to work, Mm -hmm. right? And they all have licenses right they just they're just kicking back chilling right and they're older now and they just you know but they own these things like it's not a corporation and that's what changed it right Mm. and and my family told me all the time go into real estate and i just i didn't want to go back to school like college was hard but not too hard right and i just you know everybody's not made to be in the classroom right and i thought a lot more into it and then after i was like well i can't I became a regional at a mom and pop. Like, it's either stay here with this mom and pop and don't grow, but grow so much, right? right. Or um, go back to corporate and follow these same roots, right? Mom and pop, uh, I could take a whole week off and we're good, right? Like, there's no, you know, like, there's a there's a yeah, system, yeah. but, like, my boss is in the back office, right? right? Like, he's human. He understands. You do, he rewards you. You do your work. You're good. I'm good. The company's good. Everybody's okay. So, I'm not going back to corporate. Right, and there's only so much that a mom and pop shop, unless it's yours, can grow. Right, that's our, and, and they will have to grow. Like he's comfortable. He has he has his twenty five hundred doors. Right, he owns property. His kids are good. He has his house. His family's good. He's not reaching. He's he's great for the stars. Right, right. And I'm still in my twenties. Right, like no, like no. Let's go. Let's do something. So then he sent me to school. Well. I was like, all right, no, you know what? There's nothing else to do. Can I go to school on the time, right? And I was able to go to school Monday through Friday, mm. right? I went to Superior. Okay. Right? I did my work. 
I might have like got off work, went got out of school, came back there, right, studying in between, and I was able to get paid to go to school. We worked out an arrangement. Hey, come back and hang your license here. At this time, I'm just going to have my license, right? And I was like, oh, I think I may open up my own property. But when you go to real estate school, those first two weeks change your life. Like, there's just so much. Information. There's so much information. Mm -hmm. There's so much, like, possibilities that you can do in real estate, right? Like, just get your license, right? If you really don't know, just, like, just get your license, figure it out, and um, go from there. So... I really, I came back and negotiated my terms with him. He wanted me to hang my licenses with him, right? And we agreed on five years. And I was like, well, hey, I've been here for three, so let me just get, well, I've been here for two, so let me just give you three, right? Okay. But uh, I went back and I was like, listen, um, I don't need your money to pay for real estate school because I have to pay for it up front anyway, right. right? You would just reimburse me, right? But I don't want those terms. Like, let's just see where our relationship goes, okay, right? I okay. appreciate it, right? And because we're cool, we developed a great relationship, right? Like, he's really like a mentor at this point now, right? But we had that understanding. And it was like, all right, well, look, finish school. Get Because I haven't been down this route. Everybody in here has had the opportunity. Mm -hmm. No one finished the school. So yeah. go ahead and, you know, we'll see what happens. And I finished three times. Yeah, it took me. <laughs> but I finished, right? Yeah. So, and... um yeah and then everything else is there from history right like i understood the game i understood monopoly i wanted to play along I never played that game as a child right maybe i did but i don't yeah, remember, remember it, it right maybe but like now i play it completely different like now i play to win before i was just like oh, okay we'll take the house right go don't get in jail we just didn't want to get in jail right <laughs> get stuck in jail, right but now it's just like it's completely different now and that's how I am now an investor. That's how now I, I I make sure that anybody tries to buy a house. Like, what's your purpose, right? Like, as long as you understand your purpose and you understand, like, what do you want, then the cool thing about real estate is just it's unlimited. Yes. And that is where we are with Airbnb. That's right? amazing. So that is my story. Let me let me backtrack real quick. So obviously a lot of people watch the show Insecure with Issa Rae. She was a property manager, right? Mm -hmm. So tell us, did you have any Issa Rae type experiences as a property manager? Oh yeah. So I call us property managers like therapists, right? Because like you're getting a piece of everyone's story, and it's just, and that's the craziest thing about it. like it makes you love it even more because you never know who's going through something, right? Like they look good on the outside, but you know they ain't got no credit. <laughs> Right. Or hey, they may be daddy and moved in. Like it's just so much. So yeah, like um what do you want? My craziest story? Your craziest story. <sighs> Which one? I don't know, like probably management. Define crazy. Like, <laughs> let me just think because and a manager out there is watching this gonna be like, Yeah. Um, okay, maybe I think it was and it just may be simple, but I think that we had to end up uh evic so you know what? The craziest stories is the ones that cheat the system and get away with it. Fair enough. Right? So, like, the ones that, you know, are, and they don't understand. Again, like, and I think my view on it is different from when I was in corporate. Right. right? But it's those ones that, hey, I haven't paid you in six months. Right? I'm going to go to court. I'm going to waste the court's time and pay the rent bond. Right? And then continue to do this property after property. So, I think, like, you know, besides, like, we, we didn't see hoarders. We didn't see people come back inside. Like, you know, like. We didn't see somebody that say, hey, I don't have any kids, but I don't know why my, I don't, nothing's flushed down the toilet. The toilet's no longer working, and you come over there, and you got Legos coming out. Like, oh, like, you yeah. 
playing with Legos or is the children, right? And that has the room back there with full of Legos, right? Like, but she still don't have no, or the ones that say, hey, I don't have a dog, I have a support animal. Yeah. Right? But it's a pet that's aggressive to the whole entire condo building, right? I don't know. Like, I, I don't think, okay. but continues to say when you come by, you knock on the door and there's no dog there, they're not home, but the dog is there barking. I don't know. Like, pick your story. <laughs> I don't know which ones like I don't know so I think which ones touch home for me is the ones that cheat the system like those are the okay. crazy and the fact that they know it okay right that's my story that's I like those, that those are my crazy ones I like right? that so. one I mean it's definitely it makes sense obviously people I always say people the hardest people to work with people who know the rules um, yeah. because they they've been every way like, uh, I didn't really do that like they really just worked to the line so thank, thank you for sharing that um, going to Airbnb, I know that's obviously your super host. How many how many Airbnbs do you have? So I have two Airbnbs that I currently have like under with me. Okay. Right. I just started picking up properties to co host Okay. Um, because again, Airbnb is a full time job. It is. So. Mm-hmm. I, the internet is saying that Airbnb is dead. What, what do you think about that? I think Airbnb has a um, situation at the moment. I'm not because Airbnb is not dead actually right and we can get into numbers but I do you know I love this stuff so the data of 2024 predictions are to be a little bit slightly higher right like 10% new listings are going to hit the market in Mm -hmm. 2024 right so Airbnb is not dead we do have our slow seasons right and currently right now you know anywhere from November to about February Mm -hmm. we are in a slow season but that's going to be like any other field just like the restaurant season right now Mm -hmm. is pretty slow Mm -hmm. right now that after Christmas is over the malls are slow. like people our jobs are getting cut back right FedEx is slow so you know I think we have our seasons right so like how do we adjust that's all. So we're in a situation which is just basically a slow season. Yeah. 100% agree. I feel like 2023, Airbnb kind of normalized. Mm-hmm. So before it was a spike, people, oh, yeah, I'm going to rent this apartment and just put Airbnb. So it was a lot of new introductions. And last year, obviously, it was changing with job markets and jury, things like that. So it was a normalization. So yeah. now we know what it's going to look like to figure out what the cycle was mm-hmm. because it wasn't before. Right. So I think it was the first year it got normal. Right. Because, like, in 2022, right, like, the, for 2020 and then, like, 2021 and 22, it was, like, oh, it's a 24%. Mm-hmm. Right? That's because Airbnb was so new. Mm-hmm. Right? And Airbnb had, I hate to say it, but had class back then. Yep. Right? Now, it's just, here's a, oops, sorry, here's a space. Right. Let me throw these. Let me throw this up. And so, like that. And so, why? If you have to compare, you know, a space with no interest, right, mm-hmm. with just some, you know, hey, it's a space. Let's try it, right, to the hotel that's almost in the same price, right. And their their fees are hidden. These fees over here are outright right here. Right. You're gonna go with the hotel all day long. Makes sense. So that's what happens, right. That, that, and that's how the market ended up being where we are now, where people are saying it's going to crash because we have it's oversaturated mm-hmm. with people that don't belong. Very true. You know, but that's like most of these fields that we it's gonna weed people out right <laughs> it's now. It's going to weed mm-hmm. us out in twenty twenty four for sure. So to that, um, Airbnb for me has been a good a good way to learn what's happening in Charlotte, what's how people are moving here. A lot of people say, "Hey, I'm just coming to check out. I think I want to move here." So right. I meet a lot of people that way. Obviously, we have a lot of concerts, a lot of sporting events. Those mm-hmm. are kind of what majority of my people come for. Um, have you seen, um, is there, you have a, like a particular clientele that you work with, or is it sporadic, or as far as the people? Yeah, so each unit is different, right? So I have one house that's 
downtown Betty Square Road, right, okay. Charlotte. So it's a mixture, right, of the ones that's in the city to do something, right? Like I don't that house is not set up for someone to actually like stay for five weeks, gotcha. right? So it's more so, hey, you're in town, maybe a baby shower, maybe a wedding, not just for sports, but you need a central location. Seventy seven is behind me, eighty five, eighty mm-hmm. five north south is right there, right? Like take your pick. Yeah. Right? You're in, you're out, and then you if you want to enjoy the light, the nightlife, you're not too far from it. So I have that one set up at that one, but then my other home on independence is set up like if you if you want to come for 25 days we're open right we're open-minded to what you got going on here so that one's more uh, family oriented but not baby friendly right um so it's a two-bedroom one bath so again concerts bojangles so they're still here for various reasons right work concerts or just to hang out fair enough and then in, in the same space, there's a lot of people who are scared to do Airbnb. They feel like people go there with their properties, things like that. Um, I guess my, I typically say that it's based on the rules you put in place and then also the communication. Um, and also having just rules, uh, guidelines as far as yeah. accepting people. So for me, I put a kind of hotline in saying this. I take last minute bookings, but I have a, like a time cutoff. Mm-hmm. Is, do you have any rules in place so that you can prevent your property from maybe having issues? Or was that even ever a concern for you? Yeah, uh, it was definitely a concern. So like my first year... Just call me like, I don't know, maybe like, what do you call somebody that's always spying on something? Like, I was just, like, when my, that camera ding, I was on it. It's on my phone. Like, I'm a look, I was nerd. It's my home, right? Like, that was my, that was my first one. That was my first home that I purchased, right? So it was very dear hearted to me, right? And at that time, we didn't have any real comps to determine, like, what was going on. And it was really still new. But, um, yeah, so I, uh. I used to be just watching the security camera. We would be at the restaurants, we would be anywhere in my family. So like, what happened? What happened? Let me look, let me look, let me see. And then if I missed it, I'm going home, I'm going to rewind it, right? Like I'm just, I'm I'm in it, right? Like I'll, but uh, I, then I had to just relax, right? My family and friends told me I was crazy. Uh, and then I just started relaxing, right? Yeah. So I think the rules are in play. My reviews also stand strong, right? Yeah. Um, I think that, again, like I'm a call. My na- I'm making sure that we're on a cul-de-sac. So my neighbors are aware, like they know, like it's it's listed in the house, it's on the thing, and I give you your space, right? Like I don't bother you. Um, have we have we had experiences? Absolutely, and I have pulled up, right? Like how you doing, right? Like what's up? This isn't what we agreed to, right? Um, nobody under the age of twenty five. Okay. I don't take bookings under twenty five. I do last minute bookings. Um, one house is a cutoff, like maybe eight, right? The next house is probably 11. Okay. Because I'm a last minute. Right? Yeah. I think about like me, like my lifestyle. Like, I'm going to be a last minute booker, right? right? All day. But uh, yeah. Yeah, this was it last week, uh, New Year's Eve weekend. Somebody tried to book my spot. It was like the, the day before New Year's Eve, and it was like at 10 p.m. that they tried to book. I'm like, I'm not letting you in that. What are, what are you doing? Like, this well, is way too late. So, did they have reviews? It did, I didn't even matter. It was it's already 10 o'clock. I, one, I wasn't prepared for them. Like, I was prepared, okay. but I would have to go fix it. And I was like, eh, I could do it in probably 15 minutes. But I was just like, it's too late. Like, that's too last minute for me. I need you, like, I think four hours at least. Like, just well, for comfort. For, like, that way oh, I can look okay. at the reviews. Yeah. All yeah. that stuff like that. I just feel like I needed time to, like, process. Oh, yeah, but have somebody this weekend. That so, like, sense. they don't, um... They don't, res- so like, so somebody like that, right, if it was me and it has been like that, like, I'd be like, well, hey, what time do you need? Because I might need to go around by there yeah. real quick, right? Or, you know, maybe I'm in the house at this one and I'm just relaxing. So if you're like, oh, we're on our way in within three hours because, you know, then that's a little, I, you didn't you didn't ask some of those things. It, it was 10 o'clock. Really? I was like, my, my office is closed. <laughs> my office is closed. I don't know. 
See, I'm about getting up the money. Well, how much money? What, how much was you but, missing? Because you know it's New Year's. So, and you, shame on you. Because you knew it was New Year's coming up. You knew that those last minute bookings was coming in. But see, I felt like I was going to get it that morning. So, I, in my head, I was going to get it this morning. Cool. I'm going to have time to prepare. It was just like, at 10 o'clock, I was like, I'm, I'm not. I didn't, I didn't expect it to come, I guess. I was like, it'll be for tomorrow. Not not saying, hey, I want to check in tonight. Like, that's yeah. that was weird. It was just like, for me, I was coming off guard. I get you. So next, so if it happens now, right? Let me just ask you this, right? Because again, there's pros and cons to that, right? Like maybe they had great reviews. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were coming in later, and you still had time not to miss that money, right? Yep. Because if it didn't book that week, right? You knew for a fact, like a holiday weekend. So mm -hmm. would you do? How would you handle it now? Um, I still feel bad about ten o'clock personally, but I think like for me, like I just didn't have the key. wasn't really the only thing. The key wasn't ready. Like I purposely took key, and I had the key because I had to change some stuff. Like I was getting ready for the new year. Like I was like, okay, I'm gonna swap some stuff, things like that. So I was like, Ugh. okay. So that was me. But I, in general, obviously, you have to have systems in place so that you don't have to miss out on money if that's the case. So, mm -hmm. but me it was just like ten o'clock. I feel like uh, something might be going on. Might be. I felt if it was sh ten o'clock to me feel shady. Like last minute is like, oh, I'm coming to the city tonight. Yeah. Ten o'clock is like uh, it's just weird. I don't know. You could have controlled I, it. Even as a even as a like a guest, like I'm not pulling up to a house at ten o'clock at night. I've never been there. Like it's late. It's dark. Okay. I don't know the neighborhood. That's that's You're me. A host, though. But no, if I was the guest though, I would. I personally wouldn't do that. Like, but I'm a traveler, so I typically if I'm flying to a city and I'm gonna stay at a house though, I'm a, I'm be there early enough because I'm going to a house. If I'm staying at a hotel, yeah, I can come at well, two o'clock in the morning. No big deal. And My first time in the house at ten o'clock. I never thought about it that way. I don't know the I don't know the neighborhood. If I go to Philly this weekend, right? I'm not I'm not pulling up in the Philly neighborhood at, at ten, that, right? Though? But you but you didn't book. That's very interesting because I mean I'm I'm curious now right because you booked that house based off the reviews yeah. right so that reviews made it seem like oh neighborhood was you know so i was because my because again i i hear you and a lot of my people do come in late mm -hmm. at night right so i have a sensor monitor yep. and then also like if i know that they're coming in like 10 and late like i control the thermostat from my phone right yeah. to make sure like oh i'm not gonna run all day but yeah. you know three hours or so i'll yeah. turn it on so I don't know. It's very interesting. Well, that's just, I never thought about it. I know. That way. As a tra as me as a traveler, I travel a lot. So to me, I'm like, if I'm coming late, I'm gonna up either go to a hotel because I just feel that way. Like I want to see what your neighborhood look like in daytime. Yeah. I want to just come at nighttime and like it can be popping. That's like it's just I don't know. That's a kind of personal thing. I don't know. I, makes me think about the questions where I'm going at night. <laughs> <laughs> like oh man, like I think I should think about that moving forward. That's just that's, that's me. Pretty smart. I, I I don't know. I'm fifty. I don't know. I guess. You know, it's your personality, right? It so, is. And, yeah. Okay. Again, it's all about men getting a race, right? Mm -hmm. And that's just one of the things I'm like, eh. So, if it would have been 8 o'clock, he would have had it, he right? Had it was 10 o'clock. Okay. He's like, eh, it's kind of just late. So, I don't know. Um, To that, you got rental properties as well, right? I do. And yes. why did you decide to do Airbnb services, I guess, long-term rental? What's the, what's the pros and cons, I guess, from yes. that and why you kind of moved on that path? Because Airbnb is a full-time job. <laughs> And I know, you know, like, and I, at that, at Airbnb, you know, I, this year, 20, well, 2023 was my first year being a full-time real estate agent. Okay. Right. So I did not want Airbnb to take away from being a full-time real estate agent. And so I just didn't want to express, you know, it's one thing doing real estate and doing your other things. Right. But like when you're really focusing on real estate and understanding, like now I have no more safety net, like my Airbnbs are for, you know, buying properties. Right. Um, so that's what those those are do. They pay for themselves, and mm -hmm. they and they buy us the next property. Nice. Um, so now it was just, hey, I I want to survive as a realtor. Like I want to sell real estate. Like I want to understand real estate to the point of getting up every single day, and you want to find your next client before you come home that night. 
So that's why I decided. And again, I wanted to also understand if I really want to do property management, right? Like, do I really want to carry this belt over here? Because I could do it in my sleep, right. right? And it does run itself great, and I'm happy and blessed by the experience that I have for that. But it still works, right? Like, no matter how you want to slice it and dice it, anything you're doing, it still works. Very right, true. and if Very I true. want the return on it, like, do I neglect with my clients? Do I neglect with my houses? And just you know, like, what am I doing? Okay, fair enough. So, it's a, you had a your path to real estate, like as far as a realtor perspective, was different than a lot of people I know. A lot of people I know get into real estate and they never own their own home. They never sold a property. They never bought a property. Some people are just fresh. Hey, I want to sell real estate. Um, so your based on your experience, it seems like you were prepared for like kind of to jump into real estate. Obviously, you got to do the state stuff and all that jazz. But once you got through that, it seemed like you were ready. Do you do you agree with that? Yeah, I was ready to. Uh, I was ready to sell houses. Like right, like hey, you went through school, and I was ready to because I the goal is to buy one property every year, okay. right? The goal was also to say, hey, let me if these guys that I work with, right, no one in color is that I know of was doing that, right? Or in our presence, right? Like, I wanna, I can do it too, yeah. right? So it was, let's go buy a property, right? And again, I'm learning the game, right? Okay, you buy one, buy small, buy up, buy small, buy up, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, right? So it was more so of, I was, I was making real estate work for me, right? Because again, like you wanna be able, you know, People that's in real estate say like, oh, real estate is um, the way to wealth, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're not using those tools, it's not just because you sell houses, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what else are you using real estate for? Are you buying the properties? Are you man Do you understand how to manage? Do you understand, hey, how does this property make you money? You know, are you understanding your occupancy, your vacancy? Like, you know, that's how you're getting to the money. It's not just, oh, I got to sell 200 homes this year to be like, oh, I'm, you know, real estate is it. Like, no, there's... There's a lot more. Yep. Yeah, there's a yep. lot more. And I think that that's what I was prepared for. I wanted to I wanted to play the game. I wanted to have five properties by 35. I'm at three, and I'm 36. Okay. But I started yeah. saying I want five properties at 32. Got to have a go. Right? So, and then, again, but when you understand, you'd be like, oh, it's, you know, it means possible. But how possible is it when it's just you? Yeah. Right? And you learn and doing everything else. So, I'm there. Okay. Yeah. So obviously you got go to own own properties. Is what's a I guess for somebody who wanna be an investor like you, what some strategies or what's some three things they should look for? Uh in terms of acquiring properties. So what is like a maybe a type of properties they should look into or maybe a type of um community? What is what are some of those things that stabies you're looking for? Um, so it, so for me, the very first thing I would tell anybody that's really trying to um, be an investor and not just a homeowner, right? I'm gonna tell you to go for seller financing. Okay. Right? That's the number one that sells all day long, right? And people forget about it. Yeah. Right? Like go to seller financing. There's so many other ways to hack a deal besides getting twenty percent down, right? Buying moving up, right? But buying moving up would be my second option. Right. right? Buy small, move up. Especially if your lifestyle, you know, can afford it, right? As far as like me, I have no children, um, you know, like, so it's just me, right. right? I don't have to worry about anyone else, but everybody might not do that. And then house hack, right? Like, that's also, but I'm going to go probably owner financing, buying up, and house hacking, because house hacking is not easy, right? It, and it depends on how you yeah. do it, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, again, duplexes is not the only way, but you could live in one unit, rent the others out, right? right? So, I mean, it's just so much. Um, you can do part-time rentals, right? You can move out like that. Um, so uh, I will look at those and whatever works best for you, right? It's not just what you can afford. It's more so, it's really, what could you survive for one year, 
right? Very like, true. You know, because you might want this property. You you know, you might have one fifty, and you gotta go live, right, on Freedom Drive, mm-hmm. right. You gotta go live on Hidden Valley. I don't know, right? Yeah. Now they're not the same no more. But you gotta go. You gotta go be in the trenches, yeah. right? Like you gotta live where you don't want to live. Yeah. Right. Sugar Creek Road. Like you gotta get that duplex that's on the corner that don't nobody want, and you gotta do that because that's where your money goes. Right. But you ain't gotta stay. That's not where you stay. For sure. So it's more so like, hey, just get started. Get started. I like that. Get started. Like you know, understand what you could play and play what you got. Right, yeah. that's where a lot of us mess up at. Right, like we like, oh, if we can't get what we want, then I don't want it at all. It's all mindset. So if you believe that at today, what what are you doing to get out of that situation? Probably nothing. You know, that's and that's what bothers me about it. Right. So now I and so because that is like that, I take advantage of somebody else is thinking like that, but I'm not. Let me go ahead and move. That's it. You know, that's oh, I don't want to pay this HOA. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me get it. Let me get that. Can I get that? That's that's how the game is won. That's, yeah, that's really it. Though. Yeah, and that's just so. And I understood that you know going through school, seeing it, and again that's the corporate mindset from the mom and pop mindset, you know, right? Because they these guys bought you know these this this background of people bought all around where they was did nobody want, and now they're all worth seven hundred thousand, right? They're worth Trey Street, Betty's Fort Road, and, and they're not paying a dime. Very true. You know, and I was like, oh. That's doable. There's no TV show about that. Let me do it. What do you gotta do? So, so you obviously you immerse yourself in real estate post post school and essentially. Did you come from a family of people who own homes, or are you the first person in your family own home? Like, what's that situation? No. So uh, my aunt and her dad did real estate back in the day, but and I was in New York, right? He owned blocks. He had most of our family. Um, then my aunt inherited that, but I had no idea about it, right? We didn't talk about those things. I knew about it. Um, so, okay, I'm going to just shove the ball a little bit, right? Okay. So, okay, remember I said I was born in Cleveland, mm-hmm. right? So, in Cleveland, Ohio, a little bit of my background is I ended up becoming a foster kid, okay. right? So, uh, doing the foster kid, going throughout the system, I got in trouble in school. And then my aunt from New York, right, she came, her, her and my cousin, they came in, you know, I went there, and then we just transferred to live in New York. Gotcha. So now I'm like a, you know, upset child, teenager, right, got all these other issues in my head, but, you know, a athletic person. I never, like, stood in that story, right? right? Not even to this day, like, I don't stand in that story, but that is my story, right? So anyway, um, did high school, and this whole time my auntie owned the blocks, then no idea. Right, like this whole time, like she got real estate. Didn't because we didn't talk about those yeah. things, right? We didn't talk about. I just was like, hey, you're gonna go to school, you're gonna stay out of trouble, right? You're going to play sports, and you're gonna go to college, and mm-hmm. that's so. That's that. So no, I I wouldn't say I'm the first person, because um, they did have it, right? Right. Um, that's where we at. But I am now. Yeah, I mean, I find that a lot of the people who are younger, like. They got their houses at mid thirties, twenty eight, thirty ish. They typically come from backgrounds of people who own home real estate. Yeah. A lot of people waiting on the sidelines are people who didn't have owners in their family for whatever reason. Um, that's just a commonality I seem to find. Like just having general discussions with people, I don't know it to be a fact, yeah. like percentage wise. But when I talk to people, I typically find that. So that's why I asked that. Yeah, no, I don't even know what you would call that because again, we didn't talk about it, yeah. right? And then when I got here into real estate, it was just, again, they encouraged me to go to real estate school and I was just like, nah, I'm good, right? But like, no one was having that talk of, you know, do this, this do wild. that, do yeah. this, do that, you know, uh, yeah. 
So what, based on obviously real estate is changing, Charlotte is growing like crazy. Mm-hmm. You've been here, you went to school. Where do you see yourself positioned as far as Charlotte and real estate market? You have a, I think a history mindset too of Charlotte. Now it helps probably as an investor, but as a seller of real estate, how does that help you? That's a good question. I think it gives me a lot of opportunity actually. Um, I think that Charlotte's changing so much that it allows a lot of growth, you know, from the ones that's here to the ones that's, you know, coming here. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to focus on the ones that's here, though, right? Because it's the ones that's here that needs to buy the the residence, the real estate, right. right? It's the ones that's not here that's coming and buying it. Um, so, you know, where does that position me? It positions me in the factor of, hey, how do I spend my money? Like, where am I buying that at? Like, where am I buying these homes at? I think we need to move outside of Charlotte. Right, Charlotte's so expensive, um, and the return of your investment in Charlotte right now is going to take a little longer yeah. than if you go out to Salisbury, if you go out to Kings Mountain. So I think it's more so who are those people that's looking to move on the outskirts of Charlotte, right? Who's the ones that wants to take advantage of the rural area at this time? Because eventually it's going to go, yeah. right? With Airbnb, you, would you think that there's Airbnbs in the rural area? Absolutely. Yeah, so the rural area for Airbnb is told to increase at 12%, right, in 2024. But the city is only, like, at 8%. So, mm-hmm. like, that's just crazy of, like, where the growth is going to. Yeah. So, um, I think it's more so, of like, finals wants to just let's move outside of Charlotte, right? But, again, for investors, um, for partnerships, I think is a great opportunity to be able to come together with the group of teams to be multifamily. Right, so if someone wants to be an investor um, and have a group, I said let's do it. Yeah. Right, that's how us young ones can get together and be like, oh, okay, we own this building. Right, I think that's that's where that money is. But like for us, myself and individuals, I think we gotta leave the Charlotte area. Okay, uh, like I mean, I definitely unless you want to wait, unless you want to, you know, again, you want to wait a little longer for your return to come back around. Yeah, I mean that's all investments though. You wanna what's your what's your goal? Like once you get this property or this asset, what do you want to do with it? Or is you told is you wanna save it for forever? I typically tell people investments or housing in general. I say you have like a seven five mm-hmm. to seven to ten year kind of window where just in general like standards change. So now before we had everybody had white cabinets and refrigerators. Now people yeah. want different like yeah. you know, it changes. Yeah. So because of style changes you have a window where you have to before you need to do massive upgrades. So it's a, it's, a, it's a small window in there. And I'd say like about seven years or so before it starts, things start changing. Like you got like um, farmhouse sinks. Like well, that was a thing and then it's not a thing. Now it's coming back. So mm-hmm. the, the styles change that people want in their house. And I think that kind of dictates yeah. where you need to be in the in the swing as far as an investor. Yeah. I think um, ultimately I, I want an apartment building. Mm-hmm. I'm very unsure on the size. Okay. Right, My size keeps changing because again, property management is work right like so it, it keeps changing uh so again i'm playing the monopoly i'm gonna keep my i'm going to keep my little houses and cash them in right for that property that i want that's going to be able to say hey you know i have no retirement fund or and i'm gonna have some for my retirement fund right like this is literally my life and i decided that when i said hey i'm walking away all in i'm all in and this is just you know so Yes, I would like a multi-family. I would like a couple of houses just to, you know, have a little cash in the bank as my retirement. Um, and, and again, sit back and be on the yacht somewhere while these properties are running themselves, right? And if I decide to continue real estate and sell real estate all in, right? Like, that allows me to do what I want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, again, real estate is um, it's it's a, it cha- you can you can use as a vehicle. Basically, mm-hmm. you can use it any way you want to. It's lots of exit different strategies. Um, it sounds like you again you're passionate about it, which is obviously important if you're going to be selling it. Um, what would you say was the? Do you have any? I guess mentors, real estate mentors, or do you do you just a part of different groups and things like that? What's your thing? Yeah, I, I think I um. I do have mentors that's in my life that's in the business, okay. right? Um, as far as like one realtor just for real estate, no, okay. right? I'm in, definitely involved in different groups. I'm definitely involved with listening to different coaches, um, different podcasts, like when it comes to it, you know, because everyone has a different perspective on it. And I like to channel it, listen, and, you know, but there's some ones that I can call to like get me together, like get me out, right? My funk. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, that's like a variety of mentors. I mean, even the ones not even like, even my, even my property management manager that you know at that time he's not into real estate at all, right? Um, but he has a full knowledge of property management. He just doesn't have a license, right? right? I would consider him a mentor, right? Because I could call him at and be like, hey, what, what do you think? I should, how, how do I write this addendum, right? Okay. As far as like what we need to do. So, um, I just have a lot of great people that was in my life that was involved in the business. And I'm able, and then working property management, I was able to connect with different owners, right? And be able to just, you know, they have mm, 10, 15, 30 homes, right? Where they just, these little guys just chilling, right? So yeah, I'm involved with a lot of people that's in the business. Okay. Well, we're going to um, get ready to wrap this up. I wanted to ask that you had any predictions. I know you said you had a house go already. Um, do you have anything either sales related or investment related that you want to put out here so we can look back at this and say she did it? Uh, okay, so 2024, I am going to build, okay. right? So we want us to look back and be like, oh, she did that. So I'm going to put an um, ADU um, nice. in, my, uh, in my backyard. I am excited about doing that and deciding you know, what that is going to be about. So we're going to look back on this. Let's give us 10 months from now. Okay. We come back and we're like, hey, let's, what's up with the city? You know, um, of course, you know, I'm still selling real estate, so I would love to pick up anybody as a client. That actually, Tony's not, you know, telling me, and then, hey, let's refer to Tony or Tony or, you know, back, back you person. You good. Um, because I do want to increase my sales. Oh, yeah. Right? I want to do that. Again, this is all I got. Um, real estate all day. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I look forward to, uh, just growing, okay. right? I'm excited about 2024. It's the year. Well, so you brought up ADU. Just for y'all to know, they're a um, accessory drill unit. They've passed some legislation in Charlotte for us to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So it allows homeowners to maximize their profits, whether that's to rent it or Airbnb. Do you have a plan for it once it's finished, or you, is it going to be for you? I don't, what, what's the plan? Okay, so this is so again, right? The goal is to buy one every year. So this year, this is this will be my other one, right? Um, I I am. I'm torn. I am torn. Okay. You know, I want to live in it, you know, because I'm putting it all into it. Like, I want to live in it, right? I really do. Um, but it, it would be smarter for me to live in it now because the, the goal is, hey, let me move into it, right? And then I just rent my full-time house out, right? Full-time. Now it's a three-bedroom, two-bath, right? Okay. And then it's like, oh, well, let me just stay here. And I'll just put this so nice that it'll cover both. So, you know, I think once I really, like, get into it, you know, yeah, no. and really decide, like, 
what am I really doing with it? Right, right now we're just in the blueprint okay. stages. No, no pressure. Yeah. I, was, I was just wondering yeah, if, if you knew. I, what, what should, what you, okay, so now that you know, what would you do? <laughs> Like, what was your, I don't know, right? Um, what were you thinking? Give me some I, I mean, I think you're, knowing you, I would say you're probably going to live in it for a little bit. That's what I think. You'll probably eventually, you'll see, you'll, I think you'll test the waters with Airbnb to see how it goes because yeah. it's different. It's unique. So yeah. I think that makes it a, attractive to people who, who are coming to Charlotte. It's something different for them. And then eventually, obviously, you'll go on to the next property. So you'll rent it out probably long term. Um, if Airbnb doesn't go the way you want to go, but you got stress. I mean, you can do once you you own it, so you can do whatever you want. But I think yeah. you, I think you're probably living it for a little bit. Yeah, and I just have a thought: like, Do I really want to be on the property when the guest is there? Then I'm be mad because then I'm gonna be like, oh, maybe I could rent this out while I leave because like, I don't really want to be there. Yeah, right. I don't know. I'm just I'm excited though. It's gonna it's gonna put, and then maybe I'll just put a renter, you know, into it. Uh, it's just so many options. And that's the that's the thing about real estate. You always yeah. have options. So that, congratulations, first of all, Thank that you're gonna be take that step. Um, obviously, building is cool. I have a long term goal of being a developer, so I'm gonna be watching your project for sure. Okay. Um. So, um, and I'm gonna give you some time to ask me any questions if you have any questions of me. Anything. Anything. Okay. Yeah. So how many? Air, let's talk about your Airbnbs, right? So how many you got? I only have one Airbnb right now. Okay. Um, it's actually uh, it's a small Airbnb, so I would like to say I typically get couples. So. I did that because I wanted to, I didn't say I wanted to, I didn't really, I didn't know how the market was going to go and it actually been really profitable for me. So I kind of kept that strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been doing it actually since 2018, I believe. Yeah, 2018. Okay. So I've been doing it since 2018. It's been steady. Um, it's been months where I literally had all 30, 31 days booked, which mm-hmm. has been pretty cool. Whether it's nurses here because they're traveling or the people could like different events. Once you got a boy was here, it was crazy, of course. Right. So, like I said, it was always been a, a good thing for me. So okay, now um, are you a super host on Airbnb? I sure am. Got okay. it. Got it again on January one. Yay! Okay. Um, so, what's your horror story of Airbnb? What's one horror of yours? story? Um, I got two. The first one it was not really that bad, but somebody broke my ceiling fan. I don't know how you break a ceiling fan. Oh. I just came. I'm like something is wrong, and then I messaged him, and he was like, he got real quiet. So, of course, I just bought one, and they paid me for the route, which is cool. So, again, that's the cool thing about Airbnb. They have their built-in insurance. If the person admits to it for sure, they'll get it. You'll yeah. pay for it. No big deal. Okay. Um, the other one was a little different, and it was um, it was a couple. They kind of got into it. I don't, it seems like somebody was in somebody's phone. Next thing I know, the cops are at, at the spot, and they're like, yo, um, is everything okay? I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. So, I have to go to the spot. The cops are there. They call, The police called you? So, the... One of the guests called the police. The parent called oh. the police on the other the their, their um the other person. If okay. that makes sense. So they are at my house, and I'm. They was like, "Oh yeah, we just written it." And it was like, "What do you mean just written it?" So long story short, they had another day. They stayed in the house. They left like immediately after the police. Okay. They got their stuff and they left. But they had a fight pretty much either in the house or in front of the house. <laughs> this is the story. Um, but yeah, so it's a whole DV situation at my house, which is crazy. And I, it's not has nothing in them, so that was this, it was scary from that perspective. I'm like, wait, what, what was y'all even doing to the fact that like the cops are coming to the house? So yeah. I, I got a call from the cops that something was happening at my house, which is weird. Gotcha. Okay. So that's probably my my worst story. Okay. Other than that, everybody was pretty much been calm. Nothing really broken or anything like that. Um, people are nice, respectful. Um, but yeah, like I said, as long as you, long as you communicate, I think it, it goes by pretty pretty well. Like I said, yeah. most people are there to just check out the city. Okay. So you, as long as you have recommendations for them, it goes well. But like I said, definitely had somebody broke a fan and I had a, a DV situation, okay. um, which is weird. Yeah. I, and then I do have a question um, uh, that you said uh, you change out your keys at your Airbnb. Mm-hmm. 
I, I use a smart lock. Mm-hmm. So why did you choose to just use a regular key? And how often do you, you know, change it out? Um, so I, I, this is a yearly thing, essentially. So we were around that time, and it was like, do I want to wait to the beginning of the year, do everything, or do it end of the year? And it was like, oh, there's no bookings, cool. Like, right after, I had somebody for Christmas, I was like, okay, I got time. So okay. I was going to start turning in. I've swapped out, swap out the bed, um, just got a new bed, and I had some more furniture to the bathroom. So it really was just rearranging everything. Um, as far as the key, specifically, I didn't, I never got a smart lock because two things. I felt, I didn't want to, um, I, I didn't want to have the, worry about the batteries because i've seen other mm-hmm. airbnb posts like oh the battery broke in now i have to be and i, I said i move move crazy as far as timing perspective so okay. i didn't want that to happen or somebody coming from the club and now i gotta get up be at three four in the morning come let somebody in or figure it out so that was my main issue okay. and i seen you had a cool strategy for that actually okay. on instagram the other day but that was my main thing because i was scared that the i would have to come and fix the lock in the middle of the night gotcha okay so, in her strategy, by the way, she has an extra key, basically, yeah. for both, so you can use smart lock or the key. Mm-hmm. So. so, no, 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 so the key is just if, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to give a guess the key, because, like, again, like, we don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah. right? And then, what happens if they lose it? Because I'm concerned, if they lose it, you still got to go at 3 o'clock in the morning. True. Um, Hasn't happened yet, thank God. Ooh, yes, because <laughs> it happens. Uh, but, um, yeah, so the, the lock is... They use the, I like the Yale lock because it works with Airbnb. It generates the code. It lets it set in and set out. Yeah. Right? So I'm good to go. Like if I'm on a fight, it gets booked. Like anything that happens, like it's self-managed. Um, the key is there for in case if something happened, like okay. the, you know, of course my cleaner is going to be able to tell me we're coming in so much that we'll know if the lock needs to be changed battery. And then it tells me on my phone. Gotcha. Like, change battery. Like yeah. yeah. So, uh, but if something happens, you know, because you have those crazy moments mm-hmm. you know the what if like or something there's a just there's a lot there's a key there um that way you know and again if they lose that key uh then we have you know we're safe to charge them <laughs> for the lock gotta right? have the fees in there gotta yeah, have the fees in you there you gotta have those fees so uh, yeah so we use the and i was just curious because the new airbnbs that i'm setting up is you know we had that conversation of you know oh let me just use a i want to use a key right and that's fine but are you going to change it you know and the cleaner's not it's not responsible to changing that mm-hmm. you know you can use a smart lock key and change it but you know why won't you just use your and then the i think it's also a liability issue yeah right true. because if somebody does come in or something happened right it's just a matter of you know well who had the code now you can see right who, you know because this code you know just different different sense. things i was curious i bought the key too so now i think about dd situation too somebody one of them threw the key so the cops actually were with a flashlight uh, trying to find the key. key. So like I said, it was a whole ordeal. Um, like even when I came back. Now? You don't get the lockbox out there? <laughs> yeah. When I came back, it was, um, they had like uh, Ajax all over the bathroom. Like I don't know. It was, like I said, I have no clue what happened. It was, it was a wild situation, like in general, like from the, from the start. From the cops to the Ajax to like, so they had to find the key. <sighs> I mean, it was just a lot going on. And like I said, somebody's mom called the cops. I don't know which one, but somebody's mom called the cops. And I'm like, do, do they live in Charlotte? Like, I was trying to go back. And he's like, what did I do What did I do to, for this to happen to me? So it was an interesting debacle for sure. So another part of the key. So you ain't got to worry about that with smart lock because you yeah. don't have keys. But yeah, they threw the key. Oh so cops are literally with a flashlight because it's nighttime. Of course, they're looking for the key. So mm. they found it and they told them, okay. They asked me, did I want them to stay? I was like, no, they got to go. So they was okay, cool. And they pretty much just left that night. Even though I had an extra day to stay. I don't know where they went, but... Now, did you register your Airbnb with the city of Charlotte? Mm-hmm. Good job, right? Got to. Because, well, I guarantee you, 
it's been I posted it one time this one person reached out to me and was like what are you talking about like how do you do that and it's just I think you should because situations like that right I was registered and the situation happened and the guest was like oh they hurt they thought they were hearing things yeah right and so they felt they two women right just wanted to be safe and so when they went out there they he looked me up and he was like hey I just wanted to can you pull up cameras anything happen and then we just talked and now he was like thank you that you're registered yeah and I was like well makes thank you easy. yeah it just makes it easy for yeah. them to contact you so yeah safety for the host safety for the host protect yourself cool all right anything else Oh, I could go all day. I got like tons of questions, but this your show. <laughs> all right, folks. This is another episode of Uninvited House Guests. Hopefully, you learned some things about Airbnb, about property management, about real estate. Um, again, we're hopefully just bring some information to you so that you can use it as you go down your journey of uh, pursuing real estate. Um, obviously, we're going to give you inf- true information. Um, it's a couple like uh, highlights. We'll probably do some a second kind of smaller segment about some stuff that happened in the news recently. Because Airbnb is trending again, um, so we definitely wanted to talk about that. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Uh, peace. Peace. Got a house that I own. Got a house that I own.